Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm your moderator for this morning. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Memphis, Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, September 14th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're in the chapter, There is a Solution, on page 28. We're going to be reading and commenting on the first two paragraphs, beginning here with the terrible dilemma and ending in a design for living that really works. Today's readers, and thank you for your service today, the 12 steps, Esther F., the 12 traditions, Julie P., readers of the text, Vanessa G., Susan S.H., and Ramona A., our newcomer greeters, Kathy M., and our second hour host is Janice P., The reference numbers for yesterday, um, September 13th, Tuesday, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 19,397. That's 19397. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 19,398. That's 19398. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio, the 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do, to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, brought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out, and 12, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. And I'll now ask Julie P. to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Julie P., gratefully recovered in northern Minnesota, the 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service and have a blessed day. Thank you, Julie P. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. In the chapter, There is a Solution, we're on page 28. Beginning with the first paragraph, here was the terrible dilemma, reading through two paragraphs, ending in a design for living that really works. And we'll be commenting on both of those paragraphs. And I'll now ask Vanessa G. to please begin reading. Thank you, Lisa. Hi, everyone. This is Vanessa G., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New Mexico. Here was the terrible dilemma. 
in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which we have already told you, made him a free man. We, in turn, sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. So I was, I was, this is the first time that I've done this, so please bear with me, everyone. Um, but you only have to do it the first time once, right? So I was dragged to my first OA meeting in 1986, and I didn't come back until 1990. Um, but then I came because I was willing and because I wanted what you all had. I immediately got abstinent, and I stayed that way for nearly two years until one day I decided I could have cake for lunch. That night I was eating other people's discarded food when I was cleaning up after a big dinner party. For three decades, I endured the torture of short-term abstinence, followed by longer and longer periods of full-on relapse. That was my quote-unquote terrible dilemma, sometimes reaching three to four years of food neutrality, only to pull it all down on my head again with that first compulsive bite, usually during a period of loss or grief. My last relapse was really dark. Sick with COVID and binging on candy, I was falling asleep with just one thought making it through my foggy brain. You know, I don't think I'm going to wake up in the morning. Then out of the blue, an old friend called, and when she asked how I was, I honestly told her. She suggested I call into this meeting. She said the people on the line realized they were on a life and death errand. So one more time, I grasped at what first seemed like a flimsy reed. Taking one more trip through the steps, I once again felt the blessed freedom of food neutrality. So what's different this time? I think and I pray that I've been given the answer. You see, the phrase, a design for living, actually appears for the first time in the big book on page 15 in Bill's story, there Bill describes how when plagued with waves of self-pity and resentment, one-on-one work with another alcoholic would set him back on his feet. He says, it is a design for living that really works in rough going. So one-on-one work with another compulsive eater, sponsorship, I never did either one during all those many years. You know, don't get me wrong, I did plenty of quote-unquote service work. I organized and carried meetings. I've sat on intergroups, helped conventions and retreats get, through, you know, done. But I never tapped into the lifeblood of OA and hopefully of long-term abstinence. One compulsive overeater leading another to a spiritual awakening. I definitely have been touched by the loving and powerful hand of God, and I have been given a new life once again a design for living that I must pass on in order to keep. It is my hope that I never lose my gratitude and forget that responsibility. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vanessa G., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience, too. So if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday on any of the vision meetings, we ask you to hold back. 
And who would like to share on these two paragraphs this morning? Carmela G. Carmela. John M. John M. Christina J. I heard Charles. Sorry, who would say again? Christina J. Lee H. Christina. Christina J. Lee H. Tanya D. Tanya. Melissa C. Melissa. Terry J. Okay. Uh-oh. Abby Terry. F. Okay, we got to stop. Terry J. and Abby F. <laughs> um, this is a good, good big, long list. So let me <clears throat> tell you who I have. Carmela G., John M., Charles H., Christina J., Lee H., Tanya D., Melissa C., Terry J., and Abby S. So, Carmela G., please share with us. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone on the line, for everyone doing service, for everyone listening and planning to share. My name is Carmela G., and I am a grateful, compulsive overeater, recovered for today through the grace of God. I entered this program very late in life and thought I knew everything and how to live life, and I had a design for living that was working for me. The only problem was I was weighing over 300 pounds, and I thought that I was God. I don't know if those were big problems, but they were causing a few problems for me in my life. Uh, I wasn't able to walk so good. I I was eating everything in sight. I used food as my anesthesia. Um, and that was the way I was living. I was a rager, uh, but I found this program through someone who cared enough to say to me, you are a compulsive overeater. And God allowed me to stop denying it. And I came into this program desperate and willing to do anything, anything. And the reality was after I worked the steps and I could breathe a bit better and the weight was coming off, I said, wow, how could a 68-year-old woman with a successful career and a life behind her, not know how to live. I did not know how to live. And it was this program that gave me that design and taught me just by one step after the other and following these simple instructions in the steps and in the book that I learned to live and to live not just exist, but to live joyfully, accepting everyone for who they are and the right that they have a free will, and I am not in control. There's one who loves us and directs us, and that is my higher power, and I listen to him every day, and I am grateful for that every single day. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carmela G. And John M., you're up, followed by Charles H. John M. from Charleston. So much has been said about this program, but it's never enough to tell others what a wonderful program it is. Why is it so wonderful? Because it is a new life. It's a new life where we 
humble ourselves. For me, you know, I had studied God and prayed to God for 50 years. So I had this arrogance of what can you show me? And yet I had these problems, these problems of addiction. The last one being food. I'd knocked all the others down, but I couldn't seem to knock food down. Food was knocking me down. And so I took a look at this program a couple of years ago, and I said, wow, dependence on a higher power. That sounds great. Give my will up. Hmm, not so sure about that one. And I entered into it. I have had varying degrees of success, but I am moving forward. It's a steep mountain. I have begun to climb it. I climb up two rungs, and I fall back one. But I keep trying, keep coming back. That's the message. Don't wait till the miracle happens. That's the message. I hear the message. I listen every morning to these wonderful voices of recovery, and I feel their peace. I want that peace. And so I finally understand what this is all about. Am I working the program the way it should be worked? No. I don't do what I need to do on a daily basis. Am I doing outreach? No. But in my own way, by my own speed, I slowly get there. I'm like the lumbering turtle crossing the highway. I get run over and I get back up and keep crawling to the other side. So pray for me, all of you listening, and thank everybody for participation in this great, great program. Thank you, I'll pass. Thank you, John M. And Charles H., you're up, followed by Christina J. Thank you very much, moderator. My name is Charles H. I'm a recovery reader. You know, it don't matter if I can quote the book like I wrote the book and I note the book, and I vote for the book. If I act and live like I never opened the book, right? Like, so, you know, the big book for me, I don't know about nobody else, right? The big book for me doesn't care about my character assets because if my character assets were so amazing, what the hell am I doing here in a mental illness program, right? My only character assets is to recognize and try to rectify my character defects on a daily basis. You know, I hear the shares, and they're great, talking about the program of action, the design for living. If, if I was so morally set, I would not be here. I'm here because I'm not all there. And, you know, exposing these negative uh, images in my mind and putting them on paper and admitting to God and another human being the exact nature of my wrongs without skipping any of the process, is, is what's required, and, and page 25 calls it, it's successful consummation. It don't matter if I could quote it. I could quote, quote it, highlight, tell other people, as my friend said when I go to, you know, whole court, and I don't do that no more, bro. Like, I ain't on that type of time. Like, I got some people that, that, that give me the opportunity to, 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 to uh, hold a lantern for, for us both to get something for it. I'm not no uh, philosopher or, you know, uh, they call it the big book bunny or something. I'm, I'm none of that. I'm a finite individual that um, needs these instructions 
in order to get along with God's kids in, in, in this world. So with that, I'm going to pass and enjoy the rest of the share. Thank you, Charles H. And Christina J., you're up, followed by Lee H. Morning, everyone. Christina J. in the state of North Carolina today. Terrible dilemma of being in this book with my fellows, listening to the experiences, the hope, the strength, hearing about the white lights and the wonderful lives that are being healed, and um, going back to relapse, claiming I have a God, going back to relapse, my life falling apart as far as my career goes, terrible dilemma of not knowing how to surrender, not getting that. But in three years ago, I was standing on my porch. It was raining early in the morning. I was weeping because I couldn't go back to the career I had. And uh, I didn't get it. I didn't get that I had surrendered that to God, and I went in to do my prayers, and I started to get it. I started to say, my hands are open, the white flag's up. What do I got to do? And it start, all the things you guys started to, were saying started to filter in. Surrender. God can handle this. I can't give you out there that are struggling in relapse, I can't give you what this is. It only takes the action of doing the steps to understand. I begin to understand at that moment true surrender, giving my life to God, asking him in every decision. I, you know, there's really no reason in the world to have fear, is there? Because fear is wanting something we're not going to get maybe or getting having something taken away that we're holding on to with all our might. And Surrender is opening my hands and saying, God, you know what I need. This looks horrible. I don't want to do this, but you know what I need. Pain or no pain, you know what I need. So today I'm in surrender with everything. Um, It talks about that vital spiritual experience in the previous paragraph. And today in this paragraph, it says the extraordinary experience, which made him a free man, which to me is that connection with God that I have to work every day. You know, he's in me. He's always been in me. I just didn't connect the dots. I didn't plug him in. He was living up in my head and my, you know, not really in my head. He was living in my heart and I was living in my head. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And I had to connect it. I had to connect it. My head loves to be in control. It wants to tell me what to do, how to do it, how to control every situation that comes my way that's uncomfortable. But I know now that I'm on the other side of the bridge that I know what this is about. And I can't tell you, you have to walk it to get over there. Walk it with your fellows, with the program, with the steps. And when you get over there, it's like I had to get over there before I could really feel the full connection to my higher power. And my head wants to take me back over to the other side in the mud and the muck of my bullshit. But when that starts happening, I know enough now. I feel it in my bones. It's really uncomfortable to be uh, emotionally not abstinent. <laughs> and I can go there in a hot split second. Thank you. I can go there in a hot split second every day. But I got the 10 steps. I got 11. I got you guys. I got the steps. I got everything. Thank you for letting me share. I'm grateful. I pass. Thank you, Christina J. And Lee H., you're up, followed by Tanya D. Well, good morning, Lisa. It's so great to hear your voice. 
uh, thank you so much for your service. This is Lee H., I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater in Tennessee, and um, it's so great to hear my buddies on the line this morning. That previous share was awesome. And I want to focus on um, the phrase, the desperation of drowning men, and then the design for living that really works. Um, you know, like so many situations that we experience in life, I can actually remember the desperation I felt one day um, as things had just piled up on me and I was heavily in my disease, eating chocolate like crazy to medicate my feelings. And I, I was um, suffering in my marriage. It was falling apart. And one day I just, it was like I was just pushed up against the wall and all I could do was ask for help. That was all I could, that could come out of my mouth. I was tired. I was sick of my life. And I'm just so thankful that um, after years of, you know, the paying ways and, and being in a way like so many of us talk about, a friend suggested this program to me. And uh, studying the big book really, really helped me get in touch with what my problem was. Now, I can't say that it just was a one and done thing. It's taken me years to really understand, but I have, um, you know, had to go through a lot of processes of surrender uh, so that, you know, my, I don't live on my feelings um, because my feelings get me in trouble and I understand that now. And, you know, I was not letting God be the director of my life. He was out there somewhere, but he was just one of those actors, and I was the director. And this program has helped me to surrender so that he can be the director of my life. And um, he's, he's just helping me so much every day as I just continue to serve. That truly was a key to me was um, my sponsor just kept saying, you need to get out there and sponsor now. In order to keep what you've been given, you need to give it away. And that was so key for my recovery. And I didn't feel like doing it. Just like Christine said, the feelings kept getting me in trouble. I just had to do it. And it's amazing how it works. And and I can't figure it out. Thank goodness. My higher power um, has a sense of humor. Uh I'm not going to know how he thinks, but I'm thankful I don't. I'm thankful that I can trust him now. And so I'm just going to stop there. Thanks so much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Lee H. And Tanya D., you're up, followed by Melissa C. Hi, this is Tanya D., recovered compulsive overeater in Illinois. Um, and the two things that jumped out at me are freedom and design for living. Um, you know, for me, of course, the most important part of this program is freedom from the food. Uh, thinking back to how food ran my life, you know, both physically when I was uh, binging or dieting, um, you know, that that um, like numb, checked out feeling, and the the pull of the food, and then the uh, mental right like thinking about 
dieting, not dieting, what am I going to eat, like, what's at this party, you know, it was just, just my life revolved around it, and there was no, I mean, I did other things, like on the outside, things looked pretty good, but but it was definitely at the center of my life, uh, to the point that where I heard that, you know, people in OA sometimes didn't eat certain foods, I was like, my gut reaction was, those foods are the best thing I have in my life. Um, you know, that's like I kind of where my disease got me is that um, it, it was just all about the food. And so the fact that it is possible, you know, through working the steps and following these directions to have freedom from that, um, you know, for me, the uh, like the picking up the food was relieved before uh, sort of the mental obsession, which was relieved more gradually. But now, you know, I don't think about um, food much, um, totally neutral. And that is a miracle because before coming to this program, I don't remember any time when I wasn't obsessed with food and when I wasn't, um, you know, a compulsive uh, overeater in the disease, you know, and, and it progressed. Um, and so I'm just really grateful that these directions exist. Um, and then, you know, the design for living, right? It's not just about the food. In fact, if I try to make it just about the food, I will fail because there's just so many other things that are that are wrong with me. Um, it, that, but this program offers me a way to live as a human being uh, and not perfect. When I first heard about Saw Step 6 and 7 about having character defects removed, I thought, oh, great, this program is going to make me perfect. Sounds good, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then when I got to this step and realized what it was all about, I was like, oh, right. Um, you know, I uh, there wouldn't be any need for steps 10 and 11 um, if uh, this program made me perfect. Um, but the thing is, this is better than, you know, just isolating me from having any problems because it allows me to get through anything, you know, not, not perfectly. Um, like if I, you know, if something bad happens, I don't expect myself to just serenely accept it right away, but I have um, the steps and the fellowship to get me through it. And most importantly, you know, my higher power, I no longer seek to run the world, which I did, uh, you know, unsuccessfully before coming into this program. I really, truly now seek to be one of many. And that was not something that I ever strove for um, before. And that to me, um, thanks, is a design for living that really works. And I pass. Thank you, Tanya D. And Melissa C., you're up, followed by Terry J. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, I read this and I think, like, I, I remember really clearly what my dilemma was that um, I came back. You know, I've been in and out of Overeaters Anonymous a number of times. Um, I was not interested in the design for living. I wanted the design for eating. And basically, I wanted to design where I could do what I want and get thin. And But my real dilemma was when I came back yet again, um, I really, I was, I walked around saying there is no God, and if there is, he hates me. Like, that's what I walked around saying. And my dilemma was that I was going to actually have to now say, no, there is a God, and no, he doesn't hate me. And that was hard. You know, I came, a lot of people come with lots of issues, but I came like on the, on the heels of like, I lost a child and I was pissed and I lost my dad. 
and, and my mom was acting all weird since my dad died. I needed surgery, um, and they didn't want to operate on me because of my morbid obesity and dangerously high blood pressure. And my best friend died. And I'm like, and so, you know, when people say, like, I can't believe, that was my position. I was, I was in a dilemma because on my own power, I was failing miserably. And I didn't, I didn't trust that there was really going to be something that gave a crap about me. Um, you know, and, and it was painful. It was really painful to be in that spot. Um, and, and be handed a flimsy reed. But here's the thing, like when you're drowning, uh, and that's what I was, I was drowning, there was still this thing inside of me that wanted to live. And I was thrown, you know, like I like to say, I was thrown a life jacket, and I stopped telling the person who threw the life jacket at me what color the life jacket should be or how I wanted it to, like, fit over my waist and not between my legs or whatever it was, and I grabbed hold, and you know what? And I grabbed onto a design, and it worked. Because I've experienced hardships in complete abstinence and in a state of recovery, and my experience of them are different. It doesn't mean that I don't still have painful life experiences. It's called life, you know? But I actually can feel, like, the arms of my creator when life presents, you know, when life gets lifey, that's what I say. And, um, yeah, so to me, there is no dilemma anymore. It's either death by food or find this creator. And, and all you have to do is really want it. That's really it. If you want it bad enough and are willing to make the effort. Thanks. That will pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Terry J., you're up, followed by Abby S. Good morning. Terry, this is, there you are. Thanks. This is no problem. This is Terry J. in Michigan. Grateful uh, to be on the line this morning. Grateful for uh, being abstinent yesterday. Uh, today is not done. It's beginning abstinent. My plan is to continue and uh, finish it abstinent. Uh, tomorrow we don't even get into we don't even talk about that. We don't even go there. Or the we being me and my higher power. I can't speak for anybody else other than for Terry. I'm grateful, though, for the um, read today. Um, I'm grateful for the steps today. I just am in a posture. Did I sound from Michigan? But if I didn't, I am. Uh, Detroit, actually. And um, so, yeah, I'm just grateful this morning. Uh, yesterday I celebrated my uh, 66th revolution around the sun. Grace be to God, not of my own doing. I've uh, been on a suicide mission in some shape, form, or fashion most of my life. This hasn't happened, not suicidal, but just behaviors uh, that uh, I picked up. And as I was listening to the shares that um, everyone has shared, and thank you, because I get something out of each and every share, each and every day. Uh, God is good. And what came to mind for me as I began to just go through this teeny tiny bit in my brain, the Rolodex of habit, you know, I, can, I, I can't even um, 
began to wrap around a lot of my head around a lot of the things, a lot of the principles, a lot of the things, a lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the. But what came to my mind was that for me, eating just became simply that, a habit. It was my go-to. Like with any of the other substances that I've been addicted to, because number one, I am an addict by nature. It's in my DNA. Once it was ignited, it was a habit. I ate out of habit. It wasn't always to address an emotion. It wasn't always to address any feeling. It was a habit. And until I began to surrender that habit, that habitual behavior, oh, sometimes, yep, it did bring ease and comfort. I believe what the book says, I take it literally, just like I take other books that I read on a regular basis, one in particular, I take it literally. And it, it for me, the 12 steps are, you know, the way that I get past the habit of just doing what I usually do. Like I get up every morning, I brush my teeth. It's a habit. I do it ritually because that's what I do. Wow, that three minutes went by so fast. You know, but thank you for listening, and um, I'll continue and put the rest in my journal today. Anybody newer than me, keep coming. This program does work. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Terry J. and Abby S. Please share with us. Hi, good morning. This is Abby S. I'm recovered in Michigan today. Grateful to be here on the line. Thanks everyone for your shares. And um, what stood out to me was this is a design for living that really works. And before this program, I didn't know what to do with all my emotions. Um, I would have this emotional buildup and it would like throw me into a panic. And I I didn't know how to like self-regulate. I didn't know how to, you know, come down from these emotions, like these these really low lows and really high highs. And uh, I just never knew how to deal with that. And, um, you know, so for me, it's been a huge process of like one, getting the food together, um, you know, eliminating certain, certain foods and then getting on a, a plan to be able to figure out like how, how do I eat nutritiously for my body? But then also like, even more than that, once that's down, it's like, how do I manage and, um, like, how do I, how do I deal with these emotions? And so it was just, it's such a gift to be able to learn the fourth step and the 10th step and, you know, how to, how to look at these things and, and share them with someone else. Luckily, there's other people like me that are doing this. And I'm just so grateful for the people that have taught me how to do that, because I just remember feeling this, like, flow of like ease and comfort that came to me after doing a 10th step one time and that was what showed me that I didn't need to go to the food anymore I could go to this like spiritual world that I was learning through the steps so I'm grateful to be here today I also wanted to let everyone know that I'm getting married this weekend I know a lot of people on the line and a lot of people who have helped me throughout the last you know the last six years um i have four years of that abstinence 
but I'm just, um, I'm grateful for everyone. I couldn't even have a life before I was lying and hiding in relationships, you know, just being like deceitful. And so today I'm living an honest life and one that can maintain relationships. And I'm grateful to be able to get married this weekend. So um, thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Abby S. And wedding blessings to you. Um, We're on page 28 in the big book and we have read and commented on the first two paragraphs Here was the terrible dilemma, ending in a design for living that really works. And who else would like to share this morning? Sue Ann W. Sue Ann. Darian K. Darian, Russ. I think Amy, was that Amy G? I have Sue Ann Betty. W, Darian K, Russ M, Amy G. One more, Donna Betty M. B. Okay, Donna and who? I'm sorry, was it a male voice? Yes, Pedro B. Pedro. Okay, I hope we will get to you. Sue Ann W, you're up, followed by Darian K. Good morning, and thank you everyone for your service. Um, I'm really happy to be here today. Um, what I really related to in this reading is. What first seemed like a flimsy read has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. I had no idea that God loved me. I didn't have a God in my life. And um, now I really feel the presence of God. And I just want to say that I hear God through people and people's shares. And I just love that. Um, I'm struggling with absence right now. I have a lot of hope that I won't be struggling that long. Um, I just got a new sponsor and plan of being sponsored so I'm really happy about that and that's it for me thank you for letting me share and everybody have a blessed day thank you Sue Ann W and Darian K you're up followed by Russ M oh good morning this is Darian K from the Berkshires in Massachusetts very grateful to be on the line with all of you I'm recovered for today um and so grateful 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 um yeah, there's almost 450 people on the line. It's so awesome. I just sometimes picture us all being in a room together. It just would be amazing. Um, but I, um, yeah, I just, you know, thinking about the design for living, that's definitely not what I wanted. <laughs> I Like someone else said, a design for eating, a design for dieting, um, you know, and that I think is the biggest difference between what we do here in Overeaters Anonymous and the pay and weigh diets. You know, there is they don't there's no design for living. It's a food plan. You know, you take it home, you give it a try, fail miserably like I did, start back up on Monday. And um, you know, what kind of design is that? That's you know and it's definitely not a design for living. I mean I just I yeah, I, I didn't even know I had a living problem and needed a design <laughs> um, until I came to program and put the food down. Um, so, um, yeah, just so grateful that I have, you know, the blueprint, really. Um, you know, I just feel like I wasn't given that. And um, and that's why I'm here, you know, God willing, cross my fingers, it'll be, you know, in a couple of days, um, 36 years that I've been here. And the reason I'm here is because I continue to need a design for living, that I don't have it down pat. (laughs) 
<laughs> not even close. Um, and that I just need to learn and grow uh, listening to all of you, working the steps, working my tools, working with others, working. <laughs> um, and, you know, and live, living, designed for living. Peace out, pass. Thank you, Darian Kay. And Russ M., you're up, followed by Amy G. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Russ Sam, Republican Compulsive Overeater, Marstown, Pennsylvania. Um, flimsy reeds. I think of all these flimsy reeds in my life, throughout my life since I was a little kid. You know, uh, diet plans, uh, doctors telling me I'm going to die, high, high school gym coach in front of everybody, uh, gym teacher telling me, uh, if you don't get your weight down, you're going to die of a massive heart attack by the time you're 20. Uh, this, the slim this, the other thing, the third, all, all these, all this money that I spent, every new gym, every workout, all these flimsy reads. But until I was bludgeoned and beat up, I couldn't make no sense of it. And the best thing was, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me is that I, you know, we hit the bottom. All this cliche, right? All, all these figures of speech that I say, but I had no other option. No other. I'm not trying to be creative and have a good share. I'm just trying to tell you my heart. I had no other option. I was dead. I lost my business. And it ain't just from the disease. It's stupid mistakes of my own, too. You know, it's a combination of things. You know, we're allowed to have a couple pathologies. You know what I mean? Lost friends. I almost lost my family and my wife, the thing I cherish the most of my life, second to, 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 to God. And until I had no other option to accept help, you know, I, I wouldn't have the life that I'm having now. You know what? I lost my best friend in 2018. I was in program for three years. And I didn't lose my mind. I'm, I'm heartbroken. I'm crushed. Lost a half a million dollars in property through a stupid mistake. Something that happened many, many years ago I had no control of. And I didn't lose my mind. My wife told me she was going to divorce me. And yet now we're the best of friends. Not everything is perfect because I'm abstinent and I'm working a program and I'm living the 12 step and I'm sharing the program I, and I'm immersed in this program. Yet I'm not a crazy maniacal lunatic that can't even put a key in the door. So if it's not for this program and the loving hand of God, I, I'd, be, I'd be nowhere, man. So sorry to take up all this time. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of flimsy reads, but I, I, you know, I was so damn prideful and such a know-it-all that I had to be humiliated to get to get close to God. So y'all have a beautiful day. Love you. I pass. Thank you, Russ M. And Amy G., you're up, followed by Donna M. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maryland. Thank you all so much. 
Ooh, how do I follow that chair? But you know, this design for living. I always think, you know, why do they use design versus you know a plan or instructions? And so I just went and looked it up, and you know, plan a design is a plan. Uh, produced to show the function and work of something that's going to be built. And 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 so for me, this design for living, I mean, it talked about in the prior paragraph that the being religious didn't do it. It needed a spiritual experience. And for me, this design, the process of putting the food down and working these 12 steps is a design to build a relationship with power. To me, God, a relationship with God that brings me the power I need to not only put the food down, but to deal with life when life gets lifey, right? I love that because that's the reality for me. I need not only a design to not act out on my illness, physical allergies, mental obsession. I need a design that works so that I can live with life on life terms when life hits. And what's beautiful about this design is that I don't have to build it. It's already here, which is why we study this book every day because that building of these, this study reinforces to me the design that works for me, which is my relationship with God in all circumstances, practicing the principles in all my affairs, i.e. these steps. And guess what? It works. Do I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But every circumstance I have come up against, this design has worked for me because as long as I stay connected to that power, that power greater than myself, right? Because ultimately, this book says over and over again, it is the spiritual malady. It is my restless, irritable, and discontent that blocks the sunlight of the spirit, the power that I need to live life so that I don't act out on my physical allergy and my mental obsession or mental obsession and physical allergy. So I'm so grateful that this design is, refer, is reinforced every day that we study the principles in these books so that I can have the relationship with God that brings me the design that I need to live my life. Because I can't live my life my way anymore. That doesn't work. That'll kill me. But this design brings me freedom and, and promises beyond my wildest imagining, that fourth dimension, you know. And with that, I'll pass gratefully. Thank you, Amy G. And Donna M., you're up, followed by Pedro B. Hi, I'm Donna M. from Toronto, Canada. And I'm grateful to be on the line today to share. It's been quite some time um, since I shared. And um, I've, I've been in and out of the program for, for several years. And um, on one of my journeys out, I really thought that I could take this design for living and practice it outside of the program. I could take the 12 steps and practice it outside. And I was so deluded because I need both the power of the fellowship and the power of the spiritual experience that comes from the, the, the 12 steps. And so today... Um, I'm grateful to be finally recovered, um, coming up to two and a half years, and that this design is working for me, and I'm feeling the loving power of the hand of God in in my life. Thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to share, and I'll pass. Thank you, Donna M. and Pedro B. Please share with us. 
Hey, good morning, Pedro B. Compulsive Overeater. Yeah, so in, uh, thank you, everybody, for for being here, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope with us. Uh, it was a terrible dilemma in which our friend found himself when he had this extraordinary experience, um, which, as we have already told you, made him a free man. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about... Uh, and that's one of the promises, right? Uh, on the nice, the nine step promise, and you're gonna know a new freedom and a new happiness, you know. And uh, you know, in in this case, uh, uh, we're addicted to food, right? We're addicted to sugar, flour, wheat, grease, and big amounts of food and whatever, you know. And and that's what we're looking for, right? Freedom, freedom from from our, from our addiction, right? Um, and, um, so, uh, I'm really happy to be free today from, from sugar, flour, wheat, uh, grease, and big amounts of food, you know, uh, thank, thank God, thank, thank this power that, uh, that I need to be, see, defiance is, is, is in this book that defiance is an outstanding characteristic of the alcoholic, right? What's an alcoholic? Addicted to alcohol, right? That's why I looked up in the dictionary. It's, it's uh, alcoholic, addicted to alcohol, and and uh, so I'm defiant. Uh, I don't think the rules apply to me. I think I'm different, you know, and that's my problem. Um, that's one. That's one of my uh, characteristic of of, of this uh, addiction, this disease that I have, and um, so uh, I need to put the food down and work the steps. That's the only solution. You know, uh, uh, I think in the agnostics is I we made it clear between what a normal eater is and what an alcoholic is. Well, an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic, uh, and, uh, a food addict and a person that is not addicted to food. When you really want to stop and you find you cannot, you're probably an addict. Yeah. If uh, when you're trying to control and enjoy the amount that you eat and you can't, you probably, that's all it says. If you're suffering from that, only a spiritual experience will conquer it. Nothing else. There's nothing else I can do. So if you knew, I suggest you put the foot down, work the steps, and try to get a spiritual experience, and hopefully you can become a free man too. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Pedro B., and thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, September 14th, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 19,402. That's 19402. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. With uh, Susan S.H., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Lisa. This is Susan S.H., a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.